0: So what I would like to speak on today is oikodome which means build the house build your house with so many things being torn down today being you know things are, are just torn apart blown apart you know, families and, 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 buildings and churches and gatherings and relationships and jobs even. I mean, you, you watch TV or you get online and you see where Ford and, and, and Walmart and Kmart and Sears and everybody else is closing down. This is real, folks. This is, it's going down. Now is the time for us to be settled in to know what we want in life. Amen. And to get yourselves together. So that you can take care of your children's children. The Bible says that a, a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. So start building now. Alright, and I'm going to be good. I'm taking this from Second Chronicles chapter 2 and 3. Now, we know that um, David wanted to build the house of God. He loved the Lord with all his heart. He just loved him. He Little David he used to sit up in the hills and play harp and sing to God. Not for entertainment. There was nobody there to hear him but the sheep. <laughs> right? So he loved God so much he just wanted to honor him. He wanted to honor God. But Nathan told David that he would not be able to. God told him, I love you. That you have too much blood on your hands, if you remember, David was a very awesome warrior, David was three things in fact, I believe David's the only one that was. He was a king, he was a a um, a warrior, and he was a um, prophet, okay, and David is about the only one in the Bible that I know of. If you could think of anybody else, let me know. But David was the only one that played those three roles. Priest, king, and prophet. And as a warrior, he killed so many people. He was so victorious as a warrior. He had blood on his hands, and God did not want a person with a lot of blood on their hands to build his house. Okay, so, therefore, David's son, Solomon... David had problems with his other sons. Absalom went against David and got killed trying to go against the king, go against his father, which a lot of young people need to read that story or watch that story. Uh, You have a videotape or whatever, and learn what happens to a hard-headed child that goes against the one that bore them, goes against their parents. Okay, there are some people out there that talk about their dad, talk about their mom, whatever, okay, so you apologize, it's over. But those ones that are hard-pressed to um, hurt their parents in some kind of way, to make their parents uncomfortable, to even kill them, to sicken them, to cause them to be sick. There was a girl years ago who was going around in school, telling everyone how she poisoned her mother's tea, and her mother didn't even know it. This girl was literally poisoning her mother, and she, she was bragging about how her mother didn't even know it. Her mother would get sick and wouldn't know what was going on. See, things like this are happening, folks. Okay, so Absalom tried to kill David, and then his other son, Amnon, tried, he raped his sister Tamar. He raped her and then didn't want to be bothered with her. He just cast her to the side and embarrassed her and hurt her, and he abused his own sister horribly. Now this happens, and of course it happens every day in real life, where brothers and sisters or cousins or whatever, you know, you hate to say it, but even mothers and sons and daughters and fathers, okay, this weird stuff happens. But people apologize, you know. I've heard people say, I'm sorry, I did this to you years ago, please forgive me. That is a person with some couth, as they say. That is a person that has seen the light and Jesus touched their heart. Okay, there's a lot of apologizing going on in this world, folks. So if someone has done something to you, try not to hold it against them. One day... Pray for them. This is why Jesus said, "Pray for your enemies. Pray for them, and one day God will open up their heart, and they will come and they will fellowship with you. And when they do, cast it all aside. Be happy and joyful with them. Let it go. Let it go, because we're all forgiving each other in this world nowadays, right? Okay. So Absalom couldn't do it. Amnon couldn't do it. Um, couldn't do it. Um, and. So the only one left is little Solomon. Now, here is the kicker. This is how good God is. Oh my, my. This is, hey, I got a feeling this is a this is a message out there to somebody. That you're feeling kind of funny about the way your life is, the way your family was created, the way your family was made, maybe how many mates you had or how many daddies is in your family or how many mothers is in your family, whatever. How many wives or husbands you've had. God's not concerned about that, please. Okay, so get this. The one that built the house for God is the one that was born through David's sin. Okay, I hope somebody out there hears this. That's why we can't turn people down. That's why we can't make fun of people and dog people, okay, and talk about people and kill their character because the one that built the house for God is the baby that David had by killing another man to get his wife. And David getting another man's wife, okay, that baby was the result of that. Okay. And the first baby that, uh, the first baby died. Actually, it was a boy. If you read the Bible, um, it, it was a boy. The first baby, the product of Okay, uh, David's sin died. God took it and told him he was going to take it. But then David turned around and had another baby to this other man's Well, a well, man was dead at the time, had another baby to this woman. Okay, and the result was Solomon. So, you know, if you are thinking right now that you're not good enough, um, or you heard, most likely. Isn't that how it goes, though? There's always somebody out there that's going to say, you're no good, your past is horrible, everybody knows you. If I were you, I wouldn't even consider trying to preach the Word of God. Who's going to listen to you? You had a bad past. Your your town, your whole town knows you. Well, then again, everybody knows each other. Who's perfect? So, you know, is the town 100 and you're 75 or what? You know, um, the disciples and the apostles were in jail. They, they was in jail preaching and singing, praising the Lord, and they came out and saved souls. So why can't you do it? You know, no matter what you've done, whether you've prostitution, uh, you sold drugs, okay, you you had abortions, you, you had divorces, you're female, you know, all these excuses that people come here. You're black, you're white, you're Jewish. You know, no matter what people come up with, you can can build the house for God. Start with your own house. Okay? Start when in your own heart. Begin to build in your heart. First, ask God to forgive you for everything. And as soon as you ask God to forgive you for everything, He will open. How do they say? God will make a way. You know, I, I, I tire of people who go around making other people... Uh, feel small and, and unimportant. They belittle, they belittle people and and, um, and they just don't uh, open up their arms and accept you, you know? All these people that are in the cliques and the clubs and, and little do they realize that the person... Doesn't the Bible say the stone that the builders refused has become the headstone of the corner? That, everybody that refused Jesus, Jesus ends up being the headstone of the corner. Now everybody needs him. Amen? Jesus is the key. He's the key, the headstone, as they call it. Even Pennsylvania uses the word keystone. Everybody needs him. All right? So build your house. The Greek word is oikodome, O-I-K-O-D-O-M-E. Build your house. Starting with 2 Chronicles chapter 2. I'll read real quick. And Solomon determined to build a house for the name of the Lord and the house for his kingdom. And Solomon uh told out three score and ten thousand men. That's a lot of people, three score and ten thousand men to bear burden. And, and and that means everybody was assigned to something. Okay? And four score thousand to hew in the mountain. And three are you hear the different people here, carpenters and, and bricklayers and, and, and we could people who dig and he was getting he was getting everybody to build his house. Uh, 3,600 to oversee them as bosses, okay? And Solomon sent out to Hurom, the king of Ter, uh, saying, as thou didst deal with David, my father, and didst send him cedars to build him a house to dwell therein, even so deal with me. See, Solomon had a lot of wisdom. He was smart. He told this guy, he said, well, you took care of my father, so now I need you to help me. Help me do this. Always go to people who are on your side. Go to those who will help you. Okay, you can't help other people until you yourself have been helped. Amen? When God opens up a door and shows you somebody in your life that is on your side and will help you with whatever you need, okay, go to them. Verse four: Behold, I build a house to the name of the Lord my God, to dedicate it to Him, and to burn before Him sweet incense, and for the continual showbread, and for the burnt offerings, morning and evening, on the Sabbaths and on the new moons and on the solemn feasts of our Lord, of the Lord our God. This is an ordinance forever to Israel. David, jaminah, I mean, uh, Solomon just made. A festival. Solomon just made a Hebrew festival. He just made an ordinance that they will continue down throughout the generations to do this, to burn. They have a new moon and feasts and solemn feasts. He just made the festivals, okay, the holidays, if you want to call it, all right? And he's talking about the burnt offerings and what they should offer. Verse 5 says, and the house which I build is great, for great is our God above all gods. Okay, God is great. He, he loved God so much that he made ordinances for people to do this. Okay, now, here's my question. In today's days and times, mm. are our leaders making ordinances for people to worship the Lord? Something to think about. Are our leaders in our nations where we live, the countries where we live, are they honoring God and telling the people to honor God as well? That's something to think about. He did it here. Solomon did it here. And in verse 6, very important, Says, but who is able to build him a house uh, seeing the heaven and heaven of heavens Cannot contain him. You're talking about three heavens here. Solomon loved the Lord so much, he said, he told people, he said, even three heavens can't contain God. God's so big that the three heavens can't contain Him, which would be what? The earth, the atmosphere, and the hemisphere, and the stratosphere, and all them fears. (laughs) Amen. There's no fear in God. God is above fear. Oh, that's a word to somebody. Hallelujah. God is above all the fears. Any fears that you can have, or experience, or live in. God is bigger than that. uh, Solomon said, who can contain him? He said, who am I then that I should build him a house except only to burn sacrifice before him? Solomon is showing that he is no match for the good God that has been watching over his people all these years. He said, who am I? Solomon, with all his wisdom, is even letting people know the king. The high king is he's letting people know that even I can't control God. God is awesome. God is so good. Amen? Now, here's what he does. He gets the best of the talents to build. And this is a word to all of you out there that are listening to this. Get the best. Okay? It's not that you're being mean or ignorant to anyone, but get the best If, if you want to build your house. If you want to build your church, if you want to build your family, are you hearing me? Ladies, you young ladies out there looking for a handsome gentleman and vice versa. All right, if you want to build your house, get the best. Amen. Now you cannot go out if you go out there and pardon my expression, you go out there and you get a drunk, you know, token token with his you know marijuana and, and drinking and popping pills and what kind of foundation is that for your... Are you building oikodome, right? Are you, What kind of household are you going to have? Well, Listen, young people. Listen to me. I don't teach anything I haven't been through. Watch who you are hanging with. Get the best. Watch it. Verse 7. Here's what the king did. Solomon said, verse 7, it says, Send me now therefore a man... Okay. Cunning to work in gold and in silver and in brass and in iron and in purple and crimson and blue, and that can skill to grave with the cunning men that are with me in Judah and in Jerusalem, whom David my father did provide. Watch this. He's asking for two things. He's asking for the best people who have, he's asking for the best of talent. Get people who are talented. And he's and number two, he's asking for talented people who are not introverts. Do you notice what it says at the end? Who are with me in Judah, cunning men who are, that are with me in Judah and in Jerusalem, who David, at. he's asking for cunning people, talented people, who are able to, um, Mix and blend in with others. Okay, you hear that song it says, No man is an island, no man stands alone. Okay, this is that can skill to grave with the cunning men that are with me in Judah. Okay, so in other words, he doesn't want a fight going on here. So when you're building your house, folks, make sure you get people who are one, talented, and who are number two, peaceful and they can get along. Don't get any... If you get some jealous people, people who are jealous of maybe you or people who are jealous of who you're hanging with, if you are in the middle of two jealous, hard-hearted people, it's going to be a mess. And guess who's going to get blamed for it? Did you ever have a relationship like that where you're dealing with two people Okay, and and then they don't get along Okay, and, and then when, and what happens in the end when they finally, guess what happens? In the end, they get together. The Bible even speaks of your enemies getting along. The Bible speaks of enemies getting along because of you. And what happens is they get together and you get to blame for it. So make sure you are with two people. Make sure you are with people who get along. All right? This is another good way to build your house. Amen. Verse 8 says, Send also, uh, send me also cedar trees, firm trees, algum trees out of Lebanon. Lebanon is known to have beautiful, gorgeous trees. You'll see it all throughout the Bible. The cedar, how to say, the tall trees of Lebanon I've seen before. I think that's so beautiful. And I think someone wrote a book or wrote a song or something called the tall trees of, uh, what is the cedars of Lebanon or something. Beautiful. For I know that thy servants can skill to cut timber in Lebanon, and behold, my servants shall be with thy servants. See, blending talent here. If you want to build for God, for the kingdom of heaven, whether whether Solomon's building the temple, or whether you're building in your own life, you're building your home. You have to have the best for God. Offer him the best because you do not want to have that Cain spirit. If you remember about Cain and Abel, Abel gave his best. Abel gave the fatted calf. Abel gave him the good, the best one he had. And what did Cain give God? Abel gave what he was taught to give. Okay, we'll put it that way. Cain gave what he felt like giving. Cain gave, and what he didn't realize is, Cain gave God as a sacrifice the curse, uh, the, the, the fruit of the cursed earth. What is God going to do with cursed fruit? With fruit that was grown through and, and the earth that had been cursed because of Satan. Do not offer God something that is cursed. All right. When you're building your house, even like looking in your own home, go around your own home and find some of them old gifts you used to have or something that you used to do when you was younger. That find them Ouija boards and all those little little wish house, houses that you write on a piece of paper what you want and you stick it inside your little teeny house and burn some incense and pray that the dream comes true. And all have them, candles, go around your house and get rid of that stuff or you are going to have a problem. There's even a story, a a few stories in the Bible that talk about whenever people got uh, diseases and sicknesses and things or they went against God somehow or they were hiding their little G's hiding their little gods in the walls and stuff, the walls would turn green. They would turn a separate color. And they had people literally the priest had to go in and cleanse the house and pray on it and everything and they had and if it didn't clear up, they had to knock that wall down and rebuild or knock the whole house down and rebuild. So don't do don't have anything in your house that is cursed that spiritually turns green. Where you would have to turn it down later. A little uh how's it say? A little leaving leaving us the whole lump or something. All right, you know, use the best, the best of the best, even to prepare me timber in abundance for the house which I am about to build shall be wonderful great. Okay, he's saying right there, he's building the best temple that has ever been seen. He He had vision. Where's your vision? Think about it. Okay, while you're sitting there listening to me right now, drinking your tea, your coffee, whatever you're doing, praying, think about it. Okay? Are you giving God your best? Is this the best thing you've ever done for Him in your life? Amen? Amen. Wonderfully great. Give God your best of everything. Give God the best of you. He gave His best to you. So we could give God the best of us. Amen. Verse 10. And behold I will give to thy servants. And who is the cut timber 20,000 measures. And it goes on about the measures. And in verse 11. And whom the king of Tyre uh, answered in writing. W- in which he sent Solomon. Because the Lord has loved his people. He has made the king over them. Now you have another king writing you. Talking about how great you are. And how much the Lord loves you. Oh what is that? That's good. That he's exalting he's exalting his name. He's exalting uh, Solomon. Amen. And his father. And verse 12, him, uh, Hiram said, Moreover, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel that made heaven and earth, who have given to David the king a wise son. Okay, endued with prudence. That word is important. Prudence means you're the kind of person you yeah, just don't accept anything in life without checking it out without using discernment, without making sure that it is worth your time. Amen? And understanding. People ask for wisdom. God, give me wisdom like you gave to Solomon. But they don't ask him for understanding. What good is it to have a whole bunch of wisdom and you don't have understanding to know what to do with it? Amen? Amen. That's what what it is. Understanding helps you to understand the wisdom that God has given you. That might build a house for the Lord and a house for his kingdom. And now I have sent a cunning, see there we go, wise, skillful. I've sent a cunning man and dude with understanding of Hiram, my father's. Okay? That, well, I was telling you, just don't get anybody. Listen to verse 14. The son of a woman of daughters of Dan and his father was a man of tear, skillful to work in gold, and in silver, and brass, and iron, and stone, and timber, and purple, and blue, and in fine linen, crimson, also to grave, any manner of graving, and to find out every device which shall be put to him with thy cunning men, and with the cunning men of my Lord David, thy father. You know, this reminds me, um, one time years ago, I lived in, um, I had an apartment, okay, Um, It was down by Burgett Pennsylvania. I get a little town down there. I can't think of the name of it. And I got this apartment. I wasn't there long because I ended up going back to another place. But um, this man rented me an apartment. And it was outrageously gorgeous. I could not believe the way that apartment looked. I've never seen anything like it. And what happened was he was, he, (laughs) he was good with wood. The whole inside of the apartment was, it was beautiful, it was wood. But what ha- it's not just, you ever see like a, a, a nice house or whatever, a cabin, da-da-da, whatever, okay, and it's got wood and it's flat, there's flat pieces of wood. Okay, It's got a lot of wood in it. This man was cutting with wood. The living room had design the walls had um uh, just i don't know roses or something and, it, and then the doors around the doors, the door stops and everything they were they were um just roses, pictures, horses and he literally engrav he had an apartment full of engraved wood. I never saw anything like I wish I could see that again because it was a long time ago. I honestly wish I could see that. I wish I would have took pictures of it. It was gorgeous. And that's the difference between somebody making a house or an apartment with flat wood. Okay, so you got wood. But what if, okay, what if when you're given, when you're building something for God, don't you think God would like some beautiful designs? Didn't he give you beautiful designs when he created the earth? When he created rainbows? When he created the mountains and the flowers and the trees, the rolling hills, the water, the blue and green water? Shouldn't we give back our our talent to him? Amen. Amen. Okay, he get, he's giving God the best. And then we look over in chapter three. It says, then Solomon began to build the house of the Lord at Jerusalem and Moriah, where the Lord appeared unto David his father. He built the house where God appeared to his dad, to his father, in the place that David had prepared in the threshing floor of Ornan. The Jebusites, the days, I mean, uh, Solomon is following his father's footsteps. He watched him. He noticed these things that were happening. He saw the places where God blessed his dad. Okay, he saw places where God uh, opened up and made, made it comfortable for his dad. And so this is where he's going, to those places. Go to the familiar places that you know the Lord has blessed. When you're building your house, whether it's physical, spiritual, no matter what you're doing, make sure you're building it on the foundation that God has blessed already. Amen? It says, and he began to build in the second day of the second month and the fourth year of his reign. Now these are the things where Solomon was instructed for the building of the house of God, the length of cubits. And, we're talking about the cubits and everything and the sizes of everything and the porch Okay, verse 4 says, the porch that was in the front of the house, the length of it was according to the breadth of the house, 20 cubits. In, this was a huge place, and the height was 120, and he overlaid it within with pure gold, pure gold. When Jesus was born, they brought him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Pure gold. Jesus had gold from the time he was a baby. The Bible says God walks on streets of gold. Gold is beautiful. As I was telling you about that apartment, it wasn't just a regular apartment with flat boards all over the place. Okay, wood, whatever. This place was gorgeous. And this is what he's doing here. He, he, he says he overlaid it with pure gold. He made it beautiful. Not only was it gorgeous wood, it was wood and gold. Amen. And the greater house he sealed with fir tree and overlaid it with fine gold and thereof palm trees and change. I remember one time, one Christmas, me and my kids got a Christmas tree. Um, This was years and years ago. My kids and I got this Christmas tree. And it was just... I never saw anything like it. God blesses me. You know, God's been, God's been blessing me. God, hey, if you ever notice, God blesses you all your life, but you just don't pay attention to it sometimes. Okay? go back and think about the things that happened to you or what you received in your life you didn't pay attention to. But one time me and my kids went out and we bought this Christmas tree and it was kind of tall. And I said, yeah, it's a little tall. It looks cute. Yeah, we'll get this one. And it was wrapped so nicely. They had it wrapped. And look, I said, that's not too big. So we put it in the car and we brought it home. Okay, here it was a fir tree. And it says F-I-R, fir tree. And that fir tree, I, I never had paid attention to it before, that they were different. They were a different type of tree, gorgeous tree. <laughs> so we, we took that tree in the, in our living room. We put it over in the corner where the tall light, we had one of the lights that come up from the from the floor, you know, and, and bend over like, I can't remember what they're called, but boy, did they make my plants grow. <laughs> you know, I had plants that I would staple to the ceiling, and people come in, they just loved it. They said, it looks like a jungle in here. There was that lamp. You know, but anyway, we took the, the uh, tree over in the corner, and we unwrapped it. Okay, this tree looked normal. It was pretty, like your normal tree, but it was gorgeous. Fir trees are beautiful. When we took the rope, we cut the rope from around the tree. And honestly, folks, I wish I could show you a video of how it unfolded. When we cut the ropes, it just went, shoo. and it it came out, and that thing was round, and it was. Perfect it was gorgeous, it looked like the perfect a it just it, it's like the, i don't know the leaves just the the uh not the limbs the limbs just fell, they just dropped like two, two, three, two, three. it was gorgeous that was the biggest to this day. I still have a picture of that tree that was the best Christmas tree we ever had It was a fir tree, and what happens is when it 's wrapped up. It looks little, and it's awesome, and you don't realize exactly what you have. Good things come in small packages, folks. That's real. That's true. When it was wrapped up, we didn't know what we had. And when we opened it up, that thing just dropped. It just, like, slow motion. It was like slow motion. And we backed up, and we were like, whoa. It scared us because we didn't know that tree was that big. That tree took up the whole corner. (laughs) So, whoever wrapped, you know, that was God. That was a blessing from the Lord. Whoever wrapped that tree... Did a beautiful job, and I believe God had us get that tree because He loves us. God always gives you His best because He loves you. This is why some of you who are not saved, you've got to accept Jesus Christ if you want the best. You know, uh, drop the pride, okay? Drop the pride and accept Jesus Christ and tell Him to forgive you of your sins. And, and tell him you accept him as your Lord. And watch what starts to happen to you, okay? I'm not saying everything's going to get greater and you're not going to have any problems because I would be lying to you. But he fights your battles for you. You won't have to fight them by yourself. And you'll always win. You'll always win. Amen? So you overlaid it with gold. Verse 5, and the greater house he sealed with fir tree and he overlaid it with fine gold. And they're uh, on palm trees and chains. Wouldn't that well, Imagine... Beautiful. Okay, see they're carving. They're carving all this beautiful stuff in there. The carving I was telling you about. And he garnished the house with precious stones for beauty. For beauty. It's okay to have pretty stuff y'all. Somebody's jealous they need to take it to the Lord. Okay. (laughs) He, He garnished the house with precious stones for beauty. And the gold was gold of Paravim. A place that had the best of gold. Verse 7, he over, uh, he overlaid uh, also the house, the beams, the posts, the walls thereof, and the doors thereof, with gold and grave cherubims on the walls. See, gravings, okay, and he wasn't graving gods, okay, let's not get it wrong, so don't be graving Jesus on, on your doorposts, okay? Okay, grave cherubims on the walls, and he made the most holy house, and he made the most, do you hear that? He made the most holy house. The length whereof was, according to the breadth of the house, it was a big, huge house overlaid it with gold, um, amounting to 600 talents. And the weight of the nails was 50 shekels of gold. And he overlaid the upper chambers with gold. And in the most holy house, he made two chambers. It goes on and tells how he made this house 20 cubits. It tells all the cubits of everything. The weight of it was cubits. Was a certain cubits and uh, reaching the wall of the house and the wing was likewise five cubits the wings Um, and he made verse fourteen and he made the veil of blue look at the beautiful colors the colors that God put in the breastplate of Aaron look at the beauty verse fourteen and he made the veil of blue and purple and crimson and fine linen and wrought cherubims thereof. He used the best of the best, fine, not just any kind of linen, fine linen, okay, fine linen, and he made before the house two pillars of 30 and 5 cubits high, and a chapter um, that was on the top of each of them was 5 cubits, and he made chains as in an oracle, and he put them on the heads of the pillars, and made a hundred pomegranate watch look. I don't know if you have noticed this or not, but in the um, Israel community, and there's other um, uh, nationalities that do this as well. But they a lot of their designs have pomegranates in them. If you look, at, you could you know uh, do some do some research or whatever. If you do research on these um, um, past civilizations, you will see that they literally have pomegranates. Pomegranate was a sign of abundance and prosperity. And you, if you, you just Google it up if you want to or do your, do your research, however you do your research, and, and Google up like old temples and things like that and houses, and many of them had the pomegranate on it. Okay? And pomegranate, and put them on the chains. A pomegranate, you can not only eat it, it's healthy for you, but you can also drink it. The wine of the pomegranate. Amen. And he reared up the pillars before the temple, one on the right and one on the left, and called the name of the, uh, that on the right hand, Jacob, and the name of that on the left, Boaz. Okay, so when you're building, name it. Name it. Okay? Give it a name. Be careful of how you name things. Be careful of how you name your children. Be careful of how you name your ministry. No matter what you're doing in life, be careful with your words, okay? God is telling you right now to Oik adome, build your house, amen? Build your house. And he said that he will, he will send you the proper people. Just stay in contact with him. Stay plugged into him. Pray fast. And do whatever you can. You just think of him. the Bible says in my believe Malachi 3.16, that we get blessed even thinking of him. Think of him. Keep God on your mind. Pray to Jesus. The song says, why don't you have a little talk with Jesus? Amen. Tell him all about your troubles. He will hear the faintest cry. He will answer by and by. Amen. Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him what you need. Don't be afraid to tell him what you need. He does not run out. Jesus is not Amazon. Jesus is not Walmart. He doesn't run out. He created everything. So it's okay for you to ask him to help you fix your house. It's okay for you to ask him to give you a nice man or a nice woman in your life, it's okay to ask him to to give you a, 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 a good running vehicle, okay? It's all right to ask him. He says in the Bible, if you don't ask him for the things you need, he says you have not because you ask not. Now, when you ask him for things, be honest, tell him what you need, and then Sit back and wait for his answer. You've got to keep your spiritual eyes open and your spiritual ears open as well as your natural eyes and ears because God answers in various ways. There are so many people that ask God for things and God answered them and they didn't even realize they got the answer and they went on with life thinking that God forgot them. God didn't forget them. They just didn't know how to listen to him when he finally answered them. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Are you saved? Are you saved? If you're not saved, as I said earlier, just uh apologize just tell God you know repent it's called repenting just tell Jesus say Jesus forgive me of my sins you can repeat after me say Jesus forgive me of my sins i am so sorry i love you i want to learn more about you i accept you as my lord thank you Jesus for what you did for me amen amen And if you just said that, uh, let me, as as I've been saying lately, let me be the second to welcome you into the body of Christ, into the family of God. Because the Bible says that when someone gets saved, the angels in heaven are, are singing, okay, they are praising and singing. They are happy that you accepted the Lord. So they are the first. And let me be second to welcome you into the family of God. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you. And I'm glad you came on. I'm here every Sunday at ten AM Um EST. Hallelujah. Revenes. And uh don't forget also, um I've been rebuilding in fact I've been building a house myself, so to speak, okay, uh, and God's been helping me with it and I'm using the best of the best. And here's here's my issue. Okay, I had a YouTube channel from two I think two thousand six. I had a YouTube channel from 2000. No, it was 2004, I believe, and um, I had almost I want to say 2587 or something. I had almost I was working on 3,000 videos. I had a lot of videos on there throughout all the years. But what was happening was I had a mixture of this, a mixture of that. It wasn't necessarily what you call a ministry video, even though I had ministry on there. Okay, what happened was for some strange reason YouTube shut down my channel, my 14-year-old channel. At least it was 14 years. So yeah, it been, yeah. So they shut down my channel, my 14-year-old channel saying that I was um, uh, pretending to be myself. What's that called? They shut it down for imperson- impersonalization or something. Impersonation. Believe it or not. And all my friends are just like, wow, that's crazy. They just can't do that kind of stuff. And some of my friends are really upset. But watch what happened. Watch this. Okay? So now I have my own website, I own it, okay? This is my website. I'm paying for it. It's my website. God has provided, amen? Okay, and and I started all over, and there's no mess, no muss, no fuss on it. I have my revelations, which are my sermons and things that I write. I call them revelations, and I have my revelations on one page of my website, revese.org, and then on another page, I ha- it's my blog page where I write, Sometimes, like Almost every day. Not every day, but, you know, a few times a week. And then I have my video page. And so far I have, I want to say, about 80 videos on, on, on a video page. Hey, guys, go in. Go in and check it out and tell me what you think. You know, just watch the videos or, you know, download the revelations. Run them off and keep them in your files or whatever you want to do, you know. And if you have any questions, if you have something you want to add to it or something, just you know, get in touch with me at RevSC at me.com. RevSC at me.com or RevesiScot at gmail.com. Okay, go on Revesi.org and check it out and tell me what you think. And sign up. Sign up so that, you know, every time I add something to it, you'll you'll receive it in your email. Amen. God is good. Hallelujah. Thank you for coming on. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. God has awesome grace. Amen. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.